Hey guys, how you doing today? The Lord told me to talk to you guys about marriage. I'm not married myself. I'm single and I don't have any children. But the Lord told me that I will get married and I will have kids. And he gave me a prophetic dream about that uh, a couple of times. The reason I want to talk to you guys about marriage is because the devil hates marriage. If, if you look at the statistic, I think it's about 40% or 50% of all marriage ends in divorce. Why does the devil hate marriage so much? There's a reason why he's trying to break up every marriage. And there's a reason why a lot of people don't want to get married. If you notice about 60 to 70 percent kids especially in the black community are being born out of wedlock there's a reason why the devil see marriage as a serious threat i'm going to explain to you guys why he hates marriage so much and why he wants to destroy your marriage especially if you are a born again christian you know if you are raised if you are raising your ch your children in a Christian household, the devil is coming after your marriage. So this message is to get you guys prepared for what's coming to you. Some of you guys are not mature in the faith, and you do not know that you have an enemy that's out there to destroy you. Not only he wants to. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy your destiny. He doesn't want you to fulfill your destiny. If you read in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8, uh, the disciple Peter, he warned us about Satan. He said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a warring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So Peter is warning us about Satan. And, you know, Jesus also told us that he only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what he wants to do. And one, one thing he, he likes to destroy is marriage. He loves divorce. He loves separation. We serve a God of reconciliation, not separation. Whatever we go through in our marriage, we have to go before the Lord so he could repair our marriage. And we have to, if our spouse do something to us, we cannot take it personally. We have to have the mindset that we are in a war. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. If your, pop, if your spouse does something to you that's hurtful, it's because it's coming from a, they've been influenced by a, an evil spirit, right? Because the enemy wants to destroy the marriage. So if there's gonna be demonic spirits that's gonna come and try to come into home if you open a portal, you allow um, an evil spirit in your home, they only gonna wanna stay.
they're not going to want to leave. And they, they all, their whole purpose is to destroy that marriage, to create chaos, to create confusion, to create a lot of conflict. You guys are going to be fighting about everything. You guys are going to be fighting about how to raise the kids. You guys are going to be fighting about, you know, one spouse is not, carry the, is not carrying their own weight. You guys are going to be fighting about the most trivial things. That's the whole purpose of Satan. She gets you guys to fight about things that's not important because so you guys will not focus on what's important though, eternal. He wants you to have a natural perspective, not an eternal perspective. So if you guys are arguing and fighting, you guys are not thinking about your soul. And eventually, if you're arguing and fighting all the time, you're going to end up getting divorced. And when you get divorced, you know, divorce is a traumatic experience. Anybody who's been through a divorce, there's a lot of pain there. The everybody suffer when there's a divorce. The kids, I mean, the the, the, the two the, the couples, they suffer. The kids suffer. The the grandparents, everybody, your relative, everybody get hurt when a divorce happens. The kids especially. And there are people that's in their fifties. They still talk about how what happened to their family when their parents got divorced how their family, how their life changed because of the divorce in their parents, because their parents got divorced, so their life really changed. So that's what he wants to do. The enemy only wants to um, create chaos and bring us pain and suffering. That's all he wants to do. You know, he's the father of lies. That's why it says in the Bible. And we have our Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's a healer. He's a, a God of restoration, reconciliation. He can heal all wounds because that's what he does. He's the, the creator. And he wants us to fight for our marriage. When we go into a tough time, he don't want us to just bail out on the marriage. He wants us to, to fight for it and know that we are in a war. That's why it says, be sober, be vigilant. If you are sober, you, are, you know that you have an enemy that's seeking to devour you. So, because Jesus also said, what's in you is greater than what's in the world. You can resist the devil. He will flee. You already know when there is conflict, when there is a lot of disagreements, a lot of fighting, that's coming from the enemy of our soul. That's coming from Satan. Because he operated in darkness, he operated in hate, he operated in fear, he operated in death, conflict. That's what he's good at. So if you're in your spots and arguing, you have to be the one who was spiritual. Whoever's spiritual in the relationship, sometimes it's the wife. But the, the husband is supposed to be the head of the home. He's supposed to be the spiritual head. He's the one that's supposed to be more spiritual than the spouse, than the wife. But he should be able to restore the wife if they, you know, because he's supposed to be the spiritual one. And the Bible says those who are spiritual, let them overtake someone who's been taken in trespasses. If the wife is the spiritual one, she's supposed to restore the husband. When, when they say restoration, it means that you're supposed to, you know, as a mature believer, you're supposed to, you know, humble yourself. You, you have to understand humility. In the book of Genesis, 
Uh, this is Genesis um, 2, verses 24. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and he shall become one flesh. Tonight, I was talking to the Lord before I started preaching to you guys. I said to the Lord, what do you want me to talk about? And then all of a sudden, this, I look at my um, calendar on my phone, it pops up and says the devil wants to break up your marriage. God takes marriage seriously. Like, like it hurts his heart when he sees divorce. It's kind of like a father. You know, a father doesn't want to see his children get hurt. So when you are hurt, people, when people are getting a divorce, they are hurt, right? There's a lot of emotional pain there. But God is hurt too. The Lord Jesus is hurt too. Because divorce is not his will. He doesn't like divorce. Like I said before, he's a God of restoration, not separation. He wants reconciliation. So it's very important that we fight for our marriage, guys. Marriage is a big deal to God. It's thus his institution. Okay? We know nowadays we're living in a fallen world, in a perverted world. They redefine marriage. That's their problem. But God, uh, the way God defined marriage is an institution between a man and a woman. The world could do whatever the world is going to do. Do not, you know, love this world like it says in the book of John. The world could do whatever they do. But us as people that love God, that's going to obey his commandments, we're going to do what the Bible says. When two flesh become one, that means that you are one with your spouse. The only thing that could separate you guys is death. Death is the only thing that will that could separate you guys. God does not want you guys to get divorced. When two flesh become one, so the man leave his father and mother, and he become one to his wife. Book of Genesis. And and our Lord Jesus, he um he weird he um said the same thing in the book of um, Mark and Matthew. He said, but at the beginning, um, God created male and female. Okay, so all those who think it's okay for two men to get married and two women to get married, that's the world. That's how the world thinks. That's not how God thinks. That's not God's idea. God's design for marriage. And Jesus said, for, for the beginning, God created male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father. So the Lord is just repeating what he says in the book of Genesis. I mean, he's God. So he's just repeating what he says in Genesis. So he said, for this reason, man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. And the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Mark 10, verse 6 and 9. Matthew 19, verses 4 and 6. Marriage is supposed to be unbreakable. Yeah, marriage is supposed to be an unbreakable, lifelong union. Even, you know, even in the case of adultery, right? If your spouse commit adultery. A lot of Christians, you know, in the book of Matthew, Jesus said, except for adultery. A lot of Christians use that, use that one verse, that exception verse, as a license to divorce their spouse. Knowing the nature of the Lord, 
the first thing he wants to he would want you to do if your spouse cheated on you, commit adultery on you, is to number one is to forgive them. That's what he would want you to do. And you know everybody knows that. I mean, even those Christians that saying, "Oh, my spouse cheated on me. I got divorced and I got remarried." Yeah, but you know, Jesus, right? The Lord forgive us for our sins, right? The Lord forgive us for all the things that we did. So how come you cannot forgive your spouse for cheating on you and reconcile with them? Because when you sin against God, you go seek His forgiveness, right? So if your spouse cheated on you, the first thing you should do is not to get a divorce. First thing you should do is to pray to the Lord. First, you forgive your spouse. You may be having a hard time forgiving them, but you don't get down on your knees. You're going to pray so the Holy Spirit could strengthen you, so the Holy Spirit can heal you. I'm not saying that you have to stay in the same house with them. You might want to go stay over at a relative's house and then, you know, just to cool off a little bit. And then let some time go by, you know, while you go to stay at some, somebody else's house and you pray about it, okay? If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, if you're a, a, a follow if our Lord Jesus Christ you shouldn't be doing anything without praying anyway okay so everything that I do I mean it's unthinkable for me to go a whole day without praying I don't think that ever happens not in the last eight years right so every decision you make you gotta pray about it anyway so why would you think it was okay for you to just because your spouse cheated on you think it's okay to just go to the talk don't talk to God don't pray about it Talk to your relatives, talk to your single friends that doesn't have any wisdom, and that's going to tell you, go ahead and divorce them, okay? Just talk to the world, but don't talk to God, and don't pray about it, and just file for divorce, and you think God will, and you think that's okay with God. A true believer is born of the Spirit, will pray before they make any decision. Something as, you know, a decision as consequential as divorce, you don't just make it just by your, the, what your friends and your single friends and, and some relatives tell you. That's not even safe. They're not even safe. They're not even obeying God's law. You're going to do what the Bible will tell you to do. First thing you're going to do, you're going to get down on your knees. Like I said earlier, if you don't want to stay in the same house with them, you go stay with relatives, go stay with friends, and you pray about it. You spend a lot of time praying. You don't have to talk to them. If they're calling you, you may not want to talk to them. That's fine. God is okay with that. He knows what you're going through. He knows that you are hurt. It's okay. In that case, you are hurt. You know, you don't want to talk to your spouse who cheated on you. The Lord sees that, you know, you're not answering the call. It's okay because you are going through a healing process. You pray about it. You pray for the Holy Spirit to touch your heart. You pray for the Holy Spirit to heal your marriage. You pray for the Holy Spirit to heal your husband, to convict your husband or your, your wife, whoever cheats. I mean, women cheats too. So, so you're praying to the Holy Spirit. You kept praying, kept praying so that they could heal you, so that you could forgive them and that the Lord could convict them and show them their sins and then convict them so so he could repair and bring you guys together. 
to fix that marriage to uh, heal both of you guys both of you guys are hurting he's hurting because he see that he hurt you for um they hurting because they see that they hurt you for committing adultery you hurting obviously because you've been cheated on so both of you guys are hurting so you pray that the lord will heal both of you right you kept praying about it you kept praying about it and then most of the i mean the lord will knowing the lord knowing the nature of the lord his character he's always going to tell you guys to reconcile i you know i just I don't, I don't see any way how the lord will ever um uh ordain let me approve for divorce it's 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 not his it's like that's not in his nature like that's not the kind of god he is like he always on reconciliation he could fix all things because he's the creator he's a sovereign god if you have if your faith is as big as a mustard seed you could tell this mountain to move and he will move the mountain in your life the problems that you have in your life the bad the, the problems that you have in your marriage the lord can fix that he's the creator why wouldn't he fix your marriage there's no reason to get divorced guys i mean that's not if you have if you really want to your marriage to be fixed you go to the creator the one who create marriage that's his institution you know so you tell him lord i know you don't want me to knowing you you know knowing your character i know you want us to reconcile but i'm hurting right now can you heal us and if you do that he's gonna make your marriage you guys gonna be so much in love once the lord heal your marriage he, you guys gonna be like it's going to be the best thing that ever happened to you. Your marriage is going to be so much more better, so much stronger. He's going to, you guys going to be like so on fire for each other. If you go to the Lord for whatever issues you're having. Look, it doesn't have to be adultery. It could be anything. Because, I mean, you know, marriage, there's all type of um, different things that happen in a marriage. You go to, you go to the Creator and you tell them. And, you know, if you guys, you tell him what, how you feel, and he'll be able to work that, those things out for you. Whatever issues you guys are going to. In the, in the book of, um, the Bible also talks about, in the in, in book of Corinthians, that you guys are supposed to have, be intimate. Like, you guys are not supposed to deprive each other of sex, and you, except when you guys are fasting. So... And another thing, you guys are not supposed to, you know, just just remember your desire is always of God. Okay, you're not supposed to have any worldly desires. Your desire is to please the Lord. And you're supposed to, husband's supposed to love their wife as God loved, as Christ loved the church. I mean, that's just a powerful verse, right? I mean, it just, if... If people listen to, if, if people read the Bible and go by what God says, their life would be a lot, just a lot easier, just a lot better. You know, so it's just, it says like, you know, I'm going to read the verse, you guys, because this is a powerful, you know, this is a powerful verse that this is in the book of Ephesians, right? Ephesians 5. Verses, um, start off with um, 22. 
Wives, submit yourself unto your husband, as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so, the, so let the wives be to their, un, to their own husband and everything. Husband, okay? So, the first part, people have issues with that. Why, you know, the world, the perverted world that we live in, they have issues with wives submitting to their husband. Oh, yeah, that's a problem. We live in a different time and age. Or, you know, that was 2,000 years ago. You know, now women have rights where they can go to school. They can do all those things. All right? Okay. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, if you are um, a born-again Christian, this is for you. We're not talking about the world. Like, the world is going to do what the world is going to do. The world is already forsaken unless they come to Christ for salvation. So let them do whatever they're going to do. Let them disobey and not obey God's, God's word and his commandments. Okay, so let them do whatever they're going to do. But us, we're going to do what God tells us to do. The next verse, the next um, chapter. Husband, love your wives, as even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for the church. Look how much Jesus loved us, guys. He gave his life for us on the cross. A, while a husband is supposed to love their wife the same way. Because she's one, you guys are one. The Bible said it's two become one. You cannot abuse your wife and talk to her any way you want. The Lord does not, the Lord love us. He died for us. You know, so that's the same way he loves us. That's the same way he's supposed to love your wife. He's supposed to love your wife and not mistreat her, disrespect her, make her feel bad. You know, you're not supposed to abuse her. She's your wife, you know. So so that's a very important verse. But, but ladies, you have to submit to your husband. Do not argue with him all the time. Do not want to, do not be the one who wants to leave the home. Okay, this is how a Christian home is supposed to be. It's amazing when people listen to God, how things go, um, when they choose to listen to God, things go well in their life. When they disobey God, there's a, there are consequences when we sin against God, when we don't obey His his order. That's his order. That's he, the way he set up the world. That's how he de he designed the world. Christ is the head, obviously, and the husband is the head of the wife. And the wife is and the husband is supposed to love the wife as Christ loved the church. If the husband is loving his wife as Christ loved the church, naturally the wife will submit to the husband. I mean, you know, this thing, guys, is not. You don't have to be a genius. To, it just you just gotta be obedient and humble yourself to God's word. If you humble yourself and listen to God's word, you guys will be better off. So you gotta love yourself and love your um. If you don't love your spouse, you don't. If you first of all, if you don't love your spouse, most likely you don't love God, right? Because you cannot love God and mistreat your spouse. That doesn't make any sense. You cannot say you love your spouse, but you're not obeying God. So it's like, you got to obey God first. God comes first. You obey Him, you obey His commandments, and then you love your spouse. Okay? You cannot say you love God, but you're mistreating your spouse. So, 
I hope this message this message bless you guys. I hope you guys keep fighting for the good fight. Because you have an enemy that wants to destroy your marriage. And he hates marriage. He hates anything that's any institution that's the that's created that's created by God to represent the church. So the the, the marriage represents Christ within the church. Christ is the head, you know, the church is the bride. So may the Lord bless you. Uh, may the Lord um, strengthen your marriage if you guys are having a hard time in your marriage right now. The first thing you do, like I said, I'm going to give you guys some advice. Do not go to a... Uh, first thing you do is pray. Pray, keep praying. The Bible says, I think in the book of Thessalonians, it says pray for seasons. So keep praying if you're having difficulty, if you're having challenges in your marriage. Keep praying. And then the second thing you're going to do, you could reach out to somebody who's a pastor, you know, like a real pastor, like somebody who's been married for a long time and somebody who's living a godly life. You could reach out to them for them, you know, they could um, counsel you. And so that's, that's why I suggest if you're having issues in your marriage. So reach out to a Christian counselor that's been married a long time and they could counsel you. But the, num but the number one thing you're going to do is pray first. Pray for a season. So, thank you guys for watching and may the Lord bless you. Watching or listening, thank you. May the Lord bless you.